0: Happy Feast of all saints and souls, everybody. You are tuned in to Ignite Radio Live.
1: We are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. We are delighted to be with you. If you want to join us and go more deeply into this great adventure, we invite you to check out I Love My Family. Dot US, where you will find great tools, in particular, the Live It Gathering Guide. Lots of great stuff. So join us.
0: So, Steph, two more quick commercials before we get to our wonderful guest tonight. Which of us don't like road trips and kind of fixing our eyes on a destination and making it all the more consequential? So, Steph, what is that destination that begins roughly a month from now?
1: We invite you to return to Bethlehem with us. And what is that? you may recognize the word's presence for Christmas. That is the theme this year, Return to Bethlehem.
0: So what's really unique about this is, first of all, it's in a beautiful country parish that's near Holy Trinity. Mary Grove Immaculate Conception, it'll take place there. Number two. It begins at 7 p.m. to 8.15 on Tuesdays before Christmas, and it's comprised of kind of two movements, if you will. The first we kind of call anticipation. Those of you who are familiar with the burning bush, we will process with our candles, but Jesus will not in that first part be exposed because, why? We're increasing anticipation. It will involve, uh, over the three consecutive weeks, three themes— for Marriage and Family, presented by three different couples. The first week, on December 6th, Stephanie and I will talk about family freedom, sharing a brief story along with worship. The next week, December 13th, Andrew and Brittany Reinhardt will share stories and set the stage on the theme of family formation. And then the final Tuesday before Christmas, the Hunter Brinkers, Brett and Ellen, will share on the theme of family fruitfulness. So that'll be the first part of each night. Then... Awesome. Lights go out. And we're going to go into that solemn uh, experience of adoration, traditional adoration, Jesus before us. So where the first one is called anticipation, the second part is called Emmanuel. We're asking you to register. There's limited capacity. So please register for free right now at PresenceForChristmas.com. Presence, F-O-R, Christmas.com.
1: And calendars fill up quickly, especially during the holiday season or just... The craziness of it, right? So we really do ask you to get it on your calendar, commit to it. Let that be your Advent sacrifice, your Advent commitment as a family. Um, In your preparation for Christmas, along the busyness of all the externals, we need to go internal. We also, a little closer... Date-wise to us, invite you to our final Belief and Beverage Night of Season 3, Incarnation, Reflections on Reviving One Nation Under God, with the wonderful and esteemed Dr. Kevin Slack from Hillsdale Mm -hmm. College, where he will speak on male and female, he made them, What a timely topic, right? I cannot wait to hear him. He's one of my favorite Hillsdale professors. You will not be disappointed. He is quite funny, and he just goes right there. He's certainly not politically correct, which is maybe why (laughs) I enjoy him so much. Um, You can get more information and sign up at massimpact.us forward slash BNB. And again, that's November 17th. Um, At Cronin Auto, Perrysburg Auto, the wonderful Cronin family is so generous, allowing us to use their space. And it begins at 6... (laughs) Fifteen, 15. <laughs> indeed.
0: And finally, as we approach the end of this year, just a P- an appeal for you to bless us, bless this movement. It is a nonprofit endeavor to uh, help families discover Christ more fully alive in their marriages and families. John Paul II calls this the cornerstone of civilization. Over the last nine years, our media has reached over a million. Forty thousand have participated in our events. But really the heart of it are families like yours and ours endeavoring to receive that grace being outpoured. We create the tools to make that happen with support uh, and resources. So please consider supporting us right now, massimpact.us forward slash partner. Just go to massimpact.us. You're going to see the partner tab on the top right. We're very grateful for your support at this time. With no further ado, let's call our guest for tonight, Rob Holer of Rob Holer Realty, dynamic Catholic husband, father, and business owner.
1: And just all round great guy.
0: Indeed. Hey, Greg. Could it be the one and only Rob Holler of Holer Realty? Hey.
1: The, the one how and only. It? And you get two of us for the yeah. price of one.
0: Can, can you guys hear me all right?
1: You sound great.
0: You sound fabulous, even. It,
2: okay, good. Good, good, good.
0: Hey, Rob, how you doing? Oh. Oh, I'm
2: good flustered. We had a rough, a rough mass with, uh, Joey Uh. just got got back. So a little tantrum.
1: Yeah.
0: By the way, you are hot and live. By the way, over this amazing audience. So, but it's good because you know what? Though this is real. You're sharing with us how appropriate that to become a saint is to be forged in things such as that, marriage, family, being parents, and all of that. And uh, so, I'm totally jiving with that. And what an amazing witness and testimony. Go ahead, Steph. No,
1: I just want to proclaim too, as other parents are listening. Sometimes it's so easy for us to be so down on herself and frustrated and second guess things. And that's the enemy whispering lies to us. You know, certainly there's the the piece of, Okay, formation and discipline and whatever, but it's just loving them through it too. And part of that certainly is that formation. That is the formation, right? But I just want to declare that you and Katie are amazing parents and your love for little Joey is priceless. Thank you. And this is just a season.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yes. God just, is good. I just do my best to let it wash over me. To let yes. it go. You know? Yes, it's not, yes. Not something to hold on to.
1: But I don't want to so, diminish it the, the uh i I could use the word anguish in the moment <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so real.
2: the feelings are real yes, but, yes. you know
0: that's okay that's so, good yes so folks we are very blessed sorry, oh. I keep
1: interrupting i'm I'm like on the motherhood rant here so but just also how the Lord uses it to form us, right? to show us things yes. and to help us and to lean more deeply into him. Okay, this is not Parenting 101. We're going to go back to our regular scheduled <laughs> broadcast.
2: Could, good, <laughs> good. I could use a little, but yeah, yeah. not not right now, I suppose. All All right. Right. This is great. Go for it,
0: Greg. No, this is great. Folks, just bless that, that you are along the ride with us on what this journey to more fully encountering God alive in our marriages and families. And arguably, certainly the seven sacraments, capital S sacraments, are um, sources of that grace. Flowing from eternity, but also in a significant way are the smallest sacraments, which is all created matter, not the least of which are homes, not the least of which are physical mm-hmm. properties that mm-hmm. God provides, is not simply uh, occasions to stay out of the cold and provide, but really they're, they're meant to be occasions of experiencing somewhat of the kingdom of heaven in significant ways. And uh, do we not see, if you will, many challenges today of, of all of that? So we're going to get into that in more questions with uh rob tonight because he is a real turn right out of the gates folks i want to simply sing his praises and say any of you are who are looking for professional excellence mm-hmm. and you would like to see that there's a heart beating in the midst of it with the ethics and uh the care that a believer has and can bring to it if you're looking for those things for yourself or somebody else please take note rob holer h-o-h-l-e-r dot I, the letter I, keyrealty.com. Is there a more accessible URL, Rob, we could direct them to?
2: Uh, nope, that's the one. Okay. That is the main one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say you. It, know, my emailing. Go yeah, ahead. my phone number, email address. Those are always good ways to reach me as well. Uh, Holer, H-O-H-L-E-R, dot Realtor, R-E-A, L-T-O-R at gmail.com and then four one nine six zero two seven five seven seven.
0: So folks check it out Rob Holer H-O-H-L-E-R you'll find him if you do a search do Realty etc but we can't speak highly enough about the importance of supporting good godly Catholic business leaders especially in today's market so um, we're going to kind of unpack that though we're going to kind of unpack the sacramentality if you will of the story of this man who we're blessed to be with on the air tonight to share a little bit of his story so So, Steph, why don't you set that stage?
1: Oh, thanks, Greg. Without asking any parental questions, I will try. No, we love to proclaim the scripture from Revelation of of they defeated the enemy, the devil, right? Let's just claim it and name it. By the blood of the Lamb, our Holy Mass, and by the word of their testimony. So, Rob, we love to give our guests an opportunity to share their story, where they came from, how the Lord brought them to where they're at today. So, go for it.
2: Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, here, well, let's, uh, start at the beginning. I was born in 1987. Uh, mm. it means I'm 35 years old today. Uh, I grew up, uh, Sunday mass Catholic. I would say that's how my family was. We prayed before meals. Um, I'd say, you know, at this point in my life, you know, I look at the whole of my family and it's just so much transformation and depth and growth of mm. love of Christ that, you know, I'm, you know, I had very good, natural parents who loved me and loved each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the faith was, you know, the, didn't hold the same primacy that it holds today in their family and my family today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we would we grew up going to mass, praying before meals. Um, you know, I had three brother or two brothers, a year and a half older, a year and a half younger. Um, so the middle of three. And I probably had that middle child thing where I was the one that moved quiet and, you know, a little bit of a peacemaker and left out a bit. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, the things I remember growing up, you know, outside of my family, you know, and even in friends and things like that is, um, I was, I was kind of, uh, you know, I lacked community. I wasn't, I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, my friends tended to be on the outskirts when I had them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I you know I didn't have a great depth of community growing up. And, um, you know, I, you know, thinking back to like eighth grade, hard to think way back, but like, you know, I remember Scott Hahn coming to give a talk on the Eucharist mm. and I thought, yes, this is real. I believe this, you know, awesome. I had an intellectual sense of my Catholic faith, but not a, you know, I didn't have a prayer life. I didn't have a, um, what do you say? Yeah. I didn't have that active relationship with God in my life. Um, you know, going into high school, I went to Catholic schools, uh, throughout grade school and high school. Um, I certainly... I'm sure I learned things through that. Um, but I didn't come to a resolve of a, you know, commitment to faith in my life and in high school. And, um, it's just kind of in the background, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of went to college, uh, BGSU and, um, you know, I kind of stopped attending mass regularly. Um, I had a good friend, uh, who I, I occasionally went to mass with in college. Um, and, uh, let see here. Let's, how do you, uh, yeah. So I, I guess I, I, found myself in college in a, in a place that I really didn't want to be, you know, I was in a relationship I didn't want to be in. It wasn't good for me. Um, and, um, I, it, eventually I, I took a semester away, uh, from BGSU where I went, uh, to California. I met some, 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 friends who were Christian at the time, they kind of challenged me. It's like, you believe these things, but you know, you don't live this life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that felt impactful to me. I also um, ended up going on a retreat. Um, I think it was the end of my freshman year, uh, Koinonia mm-hmm. at BGSU with uh, Father Mike D. And Durand was the pastor at the time. Uh, and I just saw the community that they had there. Um, so after I went to California, I had kind of resolved, like I wanted a different life, you know, I wanted you know, something else. And I moved into the Newman center and it's as simple as saying the second I saw Christian community the sacraments being lived out mm-hmm. um people who really love each other and not like people you know we're all all kinds of kinds there you know kind of a motley crew and <laughs> um they're not the people who you would just prefer to hang out with necessarily cuz not everyone was alike right. um, which I think is a mark of christian community mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know i i saw the community i experienced it and then i lived there for 2 years uh, you know, which it was just immediately transformational for my life. And um, I ended up working with Father Mike for a couple of years in development and fundraising. I also ran the retreat program, Koinonia. Um, And then I went on to get my master's. And then from that, I got my master's in business, business administration. I also had my undergraduate degree in business administration. Uh, then um, some somewhere around... Um, well, it was 2012, I believe I got my dates right. I don't know if I do. You're good. Um, yeah, I started, I started, uh, uh, I reconnected with Katie, who is now my wife. Um, we knew each other in college, but not terribly well. I saw her at the wedding. I had talked to her there. Um, I asked her out once sort of, and, uh, she actually had a boyfriend I didn't know about. <laughs> um, and, uh, we ended up reconnecting later when she didn't have a boyfriend. We got coffee and, uh, you know, started dating and. Um, you know, came serious, you know, kind of mm-hmm. knew this was we were, where God was leading us in our lives. And um, after I graduated with my master's degree, um, Katie and I got engaged. Um, I moved to Ann Arbor. I lived in Ypsilanti, uh, but I got a job as a business manager at St. Thomas the Apostle in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. um, beautiful parish up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I spent about four, four and a half years there, four years maybe. Uh, my wife would correct me if she was here, um, <laughs> with the timelines. I'd be grateful for that. And, um, yeah, so, so we, we got married, uh, shortly after I moved there. Uh, I think it was 2014, um, June 4th, 2014, I believe is the date we got married. No, I'm just kidding. I know that. Um, and, uh, Yeah. Then we moved back to the area here up in Toledo. I got a job at St. Rose where I was a business manager for five years. Um, but somewhere in the midst of that, I um, decided to kind of transition my professional career uh, into real estate. Um, you know, I, I believe I, I kind of had hopes of doing it both. And I realized you really couldn't do it both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I've been in real estate for three years now. Uh, and it's just a kind of a, what do you say? It got God brings things together in my life i mm. you know kind of had a passion for homes um i I loved w- this we were on our second home um but you know i i I've done a lot of work on homes you know through various you know youtube videos i mm-hmm. um God but bless I, you YouTube know I love videos. the idea of making a uh, yeah the process of making a house a home, that was what kind of drew me to this. Um, and uh yeah, I uh you know have a business background. Being a realtor is is very much running your own business. Um, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, I have my faith and and that very much informs my desire to like, you know, bring that into the home. Mm-hmm. I think uh what do you say? One of the most important things, you know, where, where the faith starts and cultivated. Is not just in the parish, you know, where you know I was a business manager of a parish before, but you know how how much I would say more important, but like the faith in the home and where mm-hmm. that starts, and um, you know I don't know I, I see a lot of opportunities to connect that.
1: That's so awesome. I just want to jump back quickly to your college years and um, highlight yeah, Father please. Dan Duran. Just we. Yes just his thank you for your priesthood in particular. We have heard his name mentioned so many times by BGU students. PGSU. Associated with conversion. yeah, And just his presence yeah. there. And yeah. I know that um, you were blessed by that also, as you shared. So just shout out Absolutely. to him and all those. And, and we understand too, just the number of couples that he ended up marrying <laughs> from Bowling yeah. Green. He, he was there
2: at my wedding. Yeah. He, just we so shared beautiful. The, you know, June 4th, June 14th is his anniversary of his, um, priesthood ordination. ordination. I'd say he's very much a pivotal, pivotal player in my life. You know, I can't imagine, you know, had he not been there and stepped in, I believe he was actually the one who had invited myself and my friend, uh, a number of times to go on the retreat, Mm. um, the times he could catch us when we were at mass and, uh, you Changed my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And then just wanted to comment, too, just the word community you used a number of times from lacking it in your younger years, you know, a solid... place for that, and then that's what drew you closer to the Lord and drew you in, mm-hmm. was the community that you experienced. And gosh, isn't that true for for all of us, right? Just that importance of community. Greg's wanting to say something. Yeah, so well,
0: yeah just tying into that, maybe for those who just now shifted over from listening to Britney Spears or Joe <laughs> Rogan or Van Halen or whatever, and happened to land right here, and and folks, those of you who are listening and asking why go to church, connect with them about that season in your life of having faith or religion deciding not to go and what what was decisive in the shift
2: uh, what was decisive i mean for me it was community i think like i just say it was a very strong part of that um certainly the sacraments as well encountering and understanding you know jesus christ is truly present in the eucharist you know and he is who we're met for communion with um but you know sometimes i find it can be difficult to see you know truly we can't see god He's invisible and you know veiled in the sacraments um but like i think um I always think of Les Mis is to love another person is Mm. to see the face of God. Mm. um, A great line. But like in community, um, for me, it's always been a very tangible way of experiencing Christ. Um, And I I just I've never been able to understand how it, you know, the Christian faith can be lived well on your own without community. Um, For those for those uh, cloistered people, there's a deep communion with God. Um, But for the laity, you know, that community it just seems to me indispensable mm-hmm. and um, you know whether it's in our, our families and beyond um, and I, I I would just say that was that was just so pivotal for me um, you know I, I, I also think of you know I had a very good upbringing and family uh, in so many ways my parents really loved each other what a witness to me mm-hmm. um, they really loved us um, and you know that natural love um, really translated well, supernaturally. I think of, um, I think of when, um, uh, what mother Teresa has this quote, you know, that the problem with our, with the world is that we draw the circle that we call family too small. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I also think of the time where Christ, uh, you know, basically said, who are my, my mother and my brothers, um, knowing that Mary and his relatives were outside, and he said, those who are with me, you know, those who do my will, um, you know, people think, oh, Jesus is denigrating his own family. But what he really does is he extends the love that he has for his family mm-hmm. truly to the people there as his own family. It is a genuine extension, which I think some people actually find that hard to believe. Um, mm-hmm. So a, a credit to my parents um, and, and the life that they gave us, my, my three brothers, to understand the extension of that love of family, um, which is really what I experienced at St. Tom's and in that community. That's so important, Robin. I'm, I'm so grateful
0: that you punctuated it. And I think for many listening right now who perhaps partake of the sacraments and religion is important to them, many are really lonely. Many are looking for meaningful Mm -hmm. community, and and at the very heart of that is what we've been created to know God and to be known, to know God and to be known, and to to experience that through one another, the precise purpose of a home in general, and many right now are looking for that. So I guess I just want to say to any of you who are listening and feeling alone or lonely, uh, perhaps another conversation another time, but how can we be instruments? It's a good question for pastors and pastoral leaders. In fact, a top Mm. question, how can we make... Holy community flowing from Holy communion. How can we be attentive to capacities to bring together people where they can be known and to know one another and experience God alive? You were blessed to have Father Mike Dan Duran, who understood those dynamics with certainly other Mm. folks on the campus that made it accessible to you. It's worth asking, what if that hadn't been there? Right? How, you know, right. What, what if you right. hadn't encountered that before you? Which is enough for any of us who are leaders. Any of you who are listening out there, I just encourage you as we go into you know this season of Thanksgiving in December, which ought to be a profound uh, deepening of entering into Christ, Advent who who uh, might you invite to bring together as occasions of simply sharing your faith and maybe a brief commercial here our livid gathering guide is just such a tool based upon sunday readings for either families or groups to gather together and experience each other more fully uh, folks you're tuned into ignite radio live we're very blessed to have rob Holler with us we do want to direct you to his uh, real estate company rob Holler. H-O-H-L-E-R dot I-K-E-Y realty.com or holer.realtor at gmail.com just to connect with him for any real estate uh, interest. So I want to ask the question and shift a little bit, Rob, for anybody. uh, This is a weird market, right? I mean, prior to COVID, going into COVID and new administration, the economy, paint a picture, make accessible to us what's happening in the real estate world right now.
2: Sure. Sure. I think it's easiest for me, you know, I like to look at the big picture. I'm a big picture guy. Um, and one of the things, the narratives in the last few years, we've, we've made, there's been a lot of inflation. Um, but also we've been, there's been a, what do you say from what I understand, decades of underbuilding of homes. So we've kind of been going in a, in a direction for years, I think of the Toledo area, Um, where there might've been 8,000 homes available for sale. Um, And it's, I would say, I I have to look more recently, but uh, previously it's been as low as 2000 and regularly, and that's been slowly declining since the crash of 2009. Um, So that's been a real part of the squeeze of like, you know, the competitiveness, the balance, it's been such a seller's market and very much not a buyer's market. Um, So that's the overall narrative. Certainly things with the pandemic have uh, heightened, heightened what we were experiencing. Um, And now a lot of people have, you know, really fought to get homes. They've had to pay over appraisal gaps, waiving inspections, a lot of things like that. And now um, we've been on a very steady and very fast increase in interest rates. Mm -hmm. So interest rates have very much um, pushed, what do you say? They very much slowed the market down. Um, so it's inventory has not improved. Um, but a lot of buyers have dropped out or stepped back or lowered the amount that they're willing to pay to get a new home. Uh, and we're starting to see a lot of price reductions. Um, even though that the price of a home is still up over what it was a year ago. Um, you know, a lot of people have priced their home like it's always going to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, the market's going to go up at this crazy rate forever. Um, and what we're starting this year here is a slowing market and a um, what do you say? A correction, a little bit of a correction, not mm-hmm. a crash. Um, but, yeah, it, it really has uh, put a lot of people on the sidelines short term.
0: Thank you for that. So a big question yes. for any right now who are looking to either sell their home or particularly buy a home is, you know, you've got social media, you've got friend groups. Why work with a realtor? I mean, what, what is sure, the value sure. that a realtor brings to this process that brings value to the process?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the first thing I, I is easy to point out is that um, there is a, a system where realtors are able to connect with the other. We have about 2,000 other realtors in this area. So um, when you work with one realtor, you're actually – you know, reaching out directly to the people who have uh, clients already who have been working with them, showing them homes. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it it's also affords a protection in the process of selling your selling a home, uh, and guidance. You know, it mm-hmm. it can be a very uh, complicated process sometimes selling a home. Sometimes it goes very smoothly, um, and it's not always easy to tell the difference of what what uh, what one you're going to have when you list your home. Um, the other, you know, a lot of people who list for sale by owner often end up selling to people who are already working with a realtor anyway. Um, and they have some commission obligation in the, in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would just say that the difference between working with a realtor, usually the, the latest statistic was like a 9% um, higher sale price, uh, when you list it, uh, on average, uh, compared to those who are for sale by owners. Mm. Um, so, you know, certainly I don't know of many realtors who charge that high of a commission. Um, and, you know, certainly can be arguments of what, you know, what you should be paying a realtor Mm -hmm. to list your house. Uh, but you know, the opportunity, the professional, the access to the tools. The professional guidance through the process Mm -hmm. uh, it it can be indispensable for so many. Um, Yeah, that's. What have you liked? In a nutshell.
0: Yeah, thank you. Just even to back up a little bit, as you indicated in your story, you were a business manager for a wonderful parish here in the area, and and I think very very loved and very competent and obviously. What was, what was the prompt to go from there to becoming a realtor and maybe just describe for us a little bit what what was the process of becoming a certified realtor?
2: Yeah. Uh okay, so you know, I I I guess I want to say I've always wanted to be many things. Uh one of the things I loved about being a real, uh, a business manager was that You know, I was, I had my hands in marketing. I had my hands in, you know, accounting, Mm -hmm. um, management, human resources, you think of it that way. Um, Really, it was a many, you had many hats. I did fundraising, you know, even as a business manager, Um, I I did a lot of different things. Uh, You kind of had to be, uh, you know, I would say, what do you, a jack of all trades in in some ways, uh, which I very much enjoyed. Um, and it, you know, serving the church, what a gift, truly, what a gift. I'm, I'm only grateful for my time there. Um, I've also, you know, in college, I, my undergraduate degree, I, I did an individualized degree, uh, and part of that was entrepreneurship. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
2: I've always wanted to run my own business. I've always had that desire in me. Um, you know, and that never went away, Mm -hmm. uh, and as a realtor i am i run my own business essentially i have a brokerage who i work with um you know they're not my employer um but they're who i work through uh and uh i very much have to run my own business and i love that aspect of it um further just you know i would say being a part of what do you say helping people discern uh when to buy a home Mm -hmm. or which home to buy or just you know, through the process, I, I would just say, um, yeah, I just the things I had done before in my life very much led to that making sense mm-hmm. uh, and something I I found I, I truly enjoy. So I believe I couldn't even give you the year. Three years ago, uh, minus six months, it would have been in the summer. Um, I remember praying with my wife, talking about this, and I, we just offered, you know, do I pay this, this thousand dollars to take these classes, to start being a a, a real estate agent, mm-hmm. um, which requires 120 hours of courses. So mm-hmm. I did mine online through an online college um, and we prayed about it. We offered to God and we said, God, you will bless this decision. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do it. Um, what and it's been mm-hmm. very much true. You know, it, it kind of, you know, I had some intrepidation about branching out and doing more, Um, We're trying a new thing. And uh, I think it was just an offering offering to God. So um, three years later, I can say that God has very much been leading it and guiding it. So um, you do the classes uh, 120 hours. There's also a course that you're required to take um, and you need to be sponsored by a brokerage in order to uh, become a real estate agent as well. So that's the process i i went through
0: awesome folks who are tuned in to ignite radio live very blessed to have rob Holler with us he is a realtor with key realty serving wood county and lucas county and again we just want to direct you just going to give the email to keep it simple holer h-o-h-l-e-r dot realtor at gmail.com so rob over those couple of years are there any stories that kind of illustrate the things you've said to us that just brought delight or joy that you really enjoyed and people you worked with or homes that you sold?
2: That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Uh, absolutely. I know the answer is absolutely. You know, I would just say if I can speak generally and not about For specific sure. information, um, you know, just the ability to encounter people, especially in this, and it, it can be a very difficult decision, you know, moving it's, I think they listed in the top five stressful things, you know, and then they're all mm-hmm. very difficult things like dealing with death or, um, you know, having a child, um, moving is up there, moving is up there as being a very stressful thing. So, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to be, you know, very much let into people's lives, uh, and to encounter them and to care about them. Um, for me, it's never, I've never been motivated by making more money or anything like that. Um, but to be able to serve people, to help them. Um, and just to do, you know, I don't know, I, I think the encounter with the other people and the deepening of friendship, that's by and large what I've mm. experienced. I I feel like I have more friends today um, than I did when I started. And that's it's been awesome. Mm,
1: praise God. You,
0: of course, loving our faith, loving our church, married, a family. You get that deeper sense.
2: Yeah. You know, I just I've always thought of the home. And I don't know if I've always thought this. Well, I think of it today, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, not going to go through my intellectual journey here. Uh, but, uh, the home, it's, it's like our place of cultivation, you know, that, that idea of ownership and, you know, God said, cultivate the earth, mm-hmm. be fruitful, and multiply. And I, I just see a home as like one of the primary stages for that. Um, and I, you know, I've also heard of it as an image of heaven or a foretaste. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's the place where, we start to see the new earth. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think there's something very sacred about those four walls. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Uh, And, you know, I guess just knowing what that means for people, I've never seen a home as just an investment. I think, you know, I think it's so much more than that. And, um, you know, certainly you want people to make good decisions through the process and do what's best for them. Um, But the, you know, just the beauty of the home um, has always driven me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and I, I've never been particularly interested in the side of the business you know if I you know completely you know out there here is you know the the investment the buying um, just to get a, a renter in there I, it's, it's not as attractive to me um, mm-hmm. I really do like to uh, you know help people to find homes residential homes places for them to live um,
1: so awesome yeah. folks check out Rob Holler, H O L. Hler H- dot i-k-e-y H- com or holer again h-o-h-l-e-r dot realtor at gmail.com if you want to directly email him okay so rob you're just going to get this influx of people who just want to sell their house now just because they want to work with such an incredible <laughs> catholic man Sounds i mean good. just All so right. awesome seriously it. though like thank you for that <laughs> and um listeners Pass his name along to anybody you know who's looking for a good, trustworthy guy who gets it in relationship to the kingdom to help sell or to look for a house. I want to say, too, as you were describing the four walls and the importance of you know more than an investment, I was thinking about... Um, the home that we moved from in Erie, Pennsylvania, nine and a half years ago, I guess. And we were very blessed um, because we were not hit in our area. We kind of stayed in the bubble of the housing Mm -hmm. issues. Mm. And then we were pickings were really slim here. (laughs) But the Lord had our home in mind, like beyond a doubt. And so we were blessed to you know, you guys had not recovered at all from the, a bounce back. Yeah. So um, we never mm. thought we would be as blessed as we were. But the Lord knew that we would use this place for his glory and to build the kingdom, um, even outside of our home, in that community realm. Right. But I just remember the first yes. few weeks even months of being certainly i was so sad to leave my family and my roots Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but something else that was very hard for me that i remember talking with greg about was like we had not experienced the graces of having people over and using our home as um a respite or celebration or whatever that was and i just i guess i i'm not articulating it well but what a, what a grace when you're able to fill your home with memories, with grace. It's so much more than just a building, as you're saying, and yeah. just the sacramentality of it. And it quickly, praise God, you know, was filled with all of those things. This
0: place is haunted in this season. An appropriate word to you is over the last nine years of probably hundreds maybe thousands i don't know who've been in our home through yeah. family gatherings and lit gatherings with our kids and
1: and just even just know, different family times, memories and dinners and so i guess i'm yeah. just um again agreeing with you strongly that it is more than a building it's more than just an investment it's it's so much yeah. more and you get that so listeners support rob Holler with key realty
2: thank you Woo. and and i'll say that you guys are such a a good example of a heavenly home. You know, your home is, is a gift to others. It really is a place I felt it every time that you've been gracious to have me, uh, it's an extension of that family, mm. um, which you guys do so well. And really, yeah, it's, it's the place where that happens, you know, that love is shared and yeah. Thank good. you guys for your beautiful home and, uh, the gift you make it, uh, to you, to your family and to others.
1: Well, thank thank you. you, Rob. God be praised.
2: So I want to shift into your
0: and Katie's cooperation. We love Katie. Yeah, Shout the out machine, to Katie. Three to get married. We are of the very fabric of God who is love, and you and Katie and your son exhibit that. So just for those who Can't are your age, me. how have you been blessed to more fully understand that and live it? And the second part of that is, what are some maybe real challenges to it and how have you learned to overcome them?
2: Yes. Okay how do i live it you know uh i you know being married like we just take each other outside of ourselves you know mm-hmm. um i think there's a, a, you know who can speak to the difference between men and women like man we we couldn't be more different in some ways it's just like yes. um mm-hmm. you know it is truly such an opportunity to like i don't know to love each other to lay down your own preferences mm. um i would say that's both the gift and the challenge um mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i there's some great, I couldn't even bring them up some great chest quotes about the opposition of men and women, mm-hmm. uh, and how that works so well in love. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess that marriage has been a blessing to me. Um, in that, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's enriching to not just do what I want or to serve myself and live mm, my own life. So good. Uh, but like to, to receive, you know, my wife is a gift and the gift of being a father. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we feel that acutely in our family Um, for God's reasons. We haven't been able to have our own kids. And um, in uh, what, May of 2018, uh, we got a phone call that there was a child waiting in the hospital for us. Mm -hmm. You know, our son, Joey, which, you know, I say, what, you know, even, even in the challenges of infertility, um, which we went through, um for years what a gift it has been because we have our son now mm-hmm. uh, and we can't imagine a world where we didn't have him so um yeah just that idea of you know uh, the, to of uh, being a father the reality of being a father uh and she would be the, say the same as being a mother um you know children require of you uh, and yet they're such a gift to us they're mm-hmm. such a gift to us you know we i feel like we could never give him Uh, as much as he's given us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, yeah, a lot of gratitude there.
1: That's awesome. Very moving. I don't know if I answered your
2: question, but I said a bunch of things. No,
0: I mean, the nature of a woman is to, if you will, partner in the mission of the man, submission under the mission of what's the mission of the man is to lay down his life and for men and women to get that. And that obviously is under challenge today, under threat. Satan hates when we approximate God. Genesis 127 in his image, he made them male and female. But our unsurpassed nature is in God. And male and female is the beauty resonance of that kingdom, of that trinity, um, just a word on Katie, of course. I go to her Facebook page, um, which are beautiful. Like I just see three hearts Catholic wife and mother, amazing, natural living mm. homemaker. So when I want to ask you about that, and three singer and flutist, which I don't know if I knew that she was a flutist. We have to. Oh, yeah. She's, Katie.
2: An, she's excellent with her voice and she's an incredible flautist. I think that's how you say that. But yeah, uh, she doesn't flautist. pick that up so often. So she's more tuned with the voice mm. at the moment.
0: That's a, that's almost how does she, is she a cantor? in mass or where does she
2: okay she she canters regularly at st rose um probably at least once a month right now um, she's always done that. She, I was a choir widow for a, I, uh, <laughs> first, the first season of our marriage. Uh, while we were in uh, St. Thomas the Apostle in Ann Arbor, you know, I was always sitting down by myself. And uh, every now and then I would I'd meet a parishioner and I'd be with Katie and they'd be like, oh, oh, my gosh, you have a wife. She's Catholic. You know, I didn't know because I would be at mass. She'd be up in the balcony. It's so amazing. They wouldn't let me up there. They heard my voice before.
0: <laughs> so she's That's great. She studied music actually at bowling Green, yeah, uh, yeah. she voice cool. major
2: yep yep so absolutely very gifted
0: so this adjective natural living, what does that mean?
2: you know, uh Katie's always you know she's always been inclined to like she doesn't like uh h- harsh chemicals or doing things. what do you say? I would say there's a lot of easy fixes yep in in life, and um she's always been inclined to a more natural approach to things if possible you Which know so certainly fair. not to an inordinate or unreasonable degree um but but, the, uh, but is
1: there an unordinate or unreasonable yeah degree you don't need to back my, off that one with <laughs> our, I, daughter, or, yeah. our daughter Kathryn would I'd, be like no there's there's no there's no limits there's no limit so yes no we, and that's beautiful to me that just goes along um beautifully with yes, her beauty it, <laughs> but also yeah, you know just it, the importance of that go ahead i'm sorry
2: it's also a move to simplicity, which I, I think there's something very beautiful about that as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and she 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 does that and so much of what she does. That's
0: awesome. You know, as an anecdote, the nutritional value of an apple today is something like 20 times less than it was 30 years ago. And a large reason is because of processed uh, reality. And I think many are becoming more attuned of the degree to which... Um, the food that we're being fed is having a direct impact on our physical, mental, emotional health. It has a profound effect on us. And I'll even say, as we've discovered, this is shifting a little bit, just the degree to which even mold People are becoming aware of the degree to which that is having an impact on physical and mental health. We've discovered that even with our Catherine, another longer conversation another time. But this is recent history of functional doctors who are discovering maybe, if you will, an ailment many have had to live with for a long time, not knowing why, going to many doctors. And I'll just say that, you know, for your wife to be attuned to that, um... Yeah, It's become, a, let me say, it's become a much more substantial part of our understanding of marriage, family, and home than we ever thought it would be years ago.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, and it definitely carries out, like, you know, in our home, we feel the same way. Um, you know, I know we're, like, uh, some of our friends are farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know the Russells, I yes. presume. Yep. Go Russells. Because yep. you know everybody, you no. know, we, we, <laughs> we, awesome. we'll, we'll go to the Russells when we can for things. they're they're awesome. Um, you know, we've always kind of tried to approach that in the food we eat and how we live. Um, yeah. Yeah. And as a realtor, I can say that, that, you know, I can't, there's hardly a home that doesn't have any mold in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a reality. Um, but what do you say? So many people are are much more sensitive to that or less than what do you say? I don't, I I, I couldn't even get into why it is so much
1: more of a problem today than it has been. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you you do both the 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 physical homes and Katie helps you alongside with the homes of the Holy Spirit, the temples of the Holy Spirit. There's my little yeah, transition yeah. back to the topic at hand for you, Greg. Please. Yes. Sorry. No, 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 no. Greg. Greg was the one who got that out, which was awesome. Oh, and those yeah. are important, important things.
0: Let me ask you this, Rob. And it's again your own personal journey. And in this, we realize we're all in a different place and can come to different conclusions, but. How did you and Katie uh, navigate her being in school, college, very gifted in those realms, but also mother in understanding how to balance these things in the hierarchy uh, of marriage and family in terms of working and in terms of being present to home? How did you guys, how, how were you blessed more fully understanding that and the challenges of living it?
2: Yeah, uh so Katie was a Catholic school music teacher for like I, I might have been 10 years, at least 8 years. Um I could I get my years all wrong with things. Um but she was a Catholic school teacher at uh, Spiritus Sanctus Academy and before that Everest uh, up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and this was before we had children and mm-hmm. um when we moved here um, we, we, you know, we knew grow, growing our family was our priority. We were so blessed with the ability to, to adopt. Um, she did a year of long-term subbing um, for a school. And, uh, but after that, once we adopted our son, um, she stayed home. And, I, you know, I, I can't really go back into my mind and say all the reasons for that. It's just something that we've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a simplicity in our home you know, to be, what do you say, as much on top of things, but making home a primary work in our lives, Mm. Um, you know, careers are, you know, to not make a a generalized comment for everybody, but like, you know, yeah, for us it's, it's, it's secondary home is primary. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I, I guess we've always, always felt that way. And that's probably a big reason why she stays home today. Beautiful. No, so, I don't know if that.
0: No, yeah. that's good. That's good. And honestly, I think they can be charged um, issues that unnecessarily maybe evoke shame or guilt, and they ought not. Really good no. conversations among the communities right. that you you and I both are part of and know. Men and women are places where these conversations can be had, and where there's prayerful support and interest and concern for others. We are truly blessed in this area, this Toledo area, to have a multitude. I'm going to go back to the original uh, statement you made as to maybe what was part of your transitioning into really owning the faith. Community, community, literally with unity, we see that same word in communion. To live community, I think, is the challenge of our day. We saw it come under attack mm-hmm. over the last couple of years with COVID in every way, and I just can't say strongly enough the value and purpose of vibrant, authentic, in our case, we'll say brotherhood, for women to have sisterhood.
2: How have you been blessed? You know, I would say since the St. Tom's Day, Uh, I just, I made so many good friends who are lifelong friends, Mm uh, to this day. And, um, you know, I think what happened after college was, you know, a lot of us had moved away. We had to go where our jobs were. Some people, many people landed in Toledo. Um, I ended up in Michigan for many years where I, you know, my wife and I were, we knew some people, but got to know many people while we were there. Um, we were in a, a small group for some times, uh, we got together, I, you know maybe it was monthly um, and you know since we've been back as well um, I've been involved in small groups since I've been here Katie's involved with so many of the women's groups and know so many of the the, the women around us um, you know I've always been involved in small groups um, I've I've been blessed by the gift of friendship with so many I you know going back to st. Tom's to today many of them are are the same people uh, and, uh, many people seem to be, you know, not to say it, that the community today is that community, uh, but it is, what do you say? So many new people have come into our lives. Mm. Uh, we have very good family friends and, um, you know, I'm blessed to be in a small group. I actually get together with two groups every week right now, cause mm. I, I'm able to, um, a group of guys. Uh, who we get together over by, uh, Panera and Airport Highway once mm. a week. And then another group of guys who we get together in Waterville with. Um, and I would just say these are some of my very best friends and uh, people who I know I can always rely on. Uh, and I also have very good friends who can't be in those groups, mm. um, whether by distance or, or whatever. Um, uh, but, uh, we often get together, um, regularly. Uh, to have meals together, um, you know, life seems so full with when now that all of us have uh, many children, um, you know, every time we get together, it's 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 just uh, full of life, awesome. uh, such a joy. Um, so yeah, good, And I just have brothers who who I can count on for anything.
0: I just want to throw down some names, knowing I will exclude some people here. But just top oh, yeah. of my mind, you know, I think of, of course, uh, Mitch Kaiser, who has an amazing men's weekend that he organized. I think of John Mark Grodi, yeah. who is uh, always bringing together men to have meaningful conversations. Nick De La Torre, uh, Andrew Reinhardt, uh, who is, was at um, the cathedral and now working for the diocese. And there are many, many names of which these are just a sampling of. For any of you who are listening right now who are looking for meaningful community um, for whatever reason. Maybe it's an age association or or life circumstance association. If you're looking for connectivity, just I'm going to give you my email address or an email address where we can connect you perhaps to some of these groups that are truly journeying together. Alive at MassImpact.us. Alive at MassImpact.us.
1: Um, and we also, while you're checking that out, sending us a note. Check out holer.realtor dot realtor at gmail.com. Sorry, that's Rob's email address: h o h l e r dot realtor at gmail.com, and the website: robholer.ikeyrealty.com, dot dot and. Rob, I'm assuming you still do it because I've been seeing them, but you, you can subscribe through that to get your newsletter or updates or anything like that, which even though we're not in the buyer's market right now, or are selling, uh, we have found very informative. Even some of the stats that you shared early on in this program, I believe you sent out an email form at some point, um, but just a great source of information, correct?
2: Yes, yep. Absolutely. I try to keep uh, people I'm connected with updated, let them know what's going on, um, whether you're in the market or you're not.
1: Yeah. So just, again, a great resource for information, uh, easily passed along, just forwarding it to someone you may know who could, you know, concretely concretely um, use it in the moment. I just love it. I just, like you were sharing your excitement of home, like there is just something so innate and spiritual and, you know, tangible, obviously, about the idea of making a house a home. And so, um, yeah, just so, so good. And I also want to just comment on Listening to you, t- telling your story, you know, describing your journey, talking about Katie, like th- the whole of it, some a uh, reoccurring theme, if you will, that goes through my mind as I'm listening to you is God's goodness, of course, first and foremost, mm-hmm. but how he instills in us these certain desires ultimately for him. But the gifts that he's given us and the desires mm-hmm. that he has placed upon our hearts and how Um, your witness and Katie's witness of just being open and praying through and knowing that the Lord put those there for a reason. So I just want to encourage our listeners um, through your witness that he is faithful and he does place those things on our hearts and gives us in certain ways because he does have a plan for each of our lives that is also very personal. So that's just awesome. I love that you you know, kind of wove that throughout um, your theme.
0: Rob, as we're coming in for a landing, could you please speak to those who have not yet purchased a home, man and woman looking to be engaged or perhaps are engaged, but it's on the horizon for them what advice might you give them in the big picture as future husband and wife? That's a good
2: question. That's a good I mean, you know, I think the very some very common advice is not to get a home you can't afford. Yes. Um, you know, I think a lot a lot of people can overstretch uh and put themselves, you know, always seem to stretching to make it. Um, I think that can be a very uh difficult thing. Um, you know, and we also don't often live in a, a society where uh, you're able to get your home, the home, your dream home, first time. You know, I think a lot of people have a lot of hopes in owning a home. So cool. um, and I, I see them often dashed. Um, unfortunately, it's just a reality of what's available, what they can afford, the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it can be disheartening. Um, but I, I guess I would just hold, you know, despite, you know, things may or may not be perfect. There may, there may be the perfect home for them. Um, I would just continue to remind them that God has a plan for them. And that includes Mm -hmm. where they live, um, you know, to, to discern that plan. Uh, And um, I would, what do you say? Yeah. Don't, if if you're going to be somewhere for a while, don't rent, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can, if you can avoid it um, certainly, Don't buy a home that uh, you don't want to live in. But Mm -hmm. also, if you can avoid it, don't rent. That would be my advice.
0: I love that. Fabulous. And just to add maybe two cents to it is the awareness that nothing surpasses the gold of relationship. Nothing surpasses whom you're with. Uh, I would say that's over where you're at. That, yes, choose a place that has the right feel and connection, but don't downplay the tremendous gift that you that a couple or family can bring to that by making it sacred in fact i'll say when steph and i were first dating the strong if you will word that we got that to this day we seek to observe is find your place and make it sacred. Throughout scripture, right, we see that God assigns people to go places. They may or may not have chosen that place, but they had this insight that God working through them can make that place holy, can make that place sacred. Folks, so blessed that you've been along the journey with us tonight, Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and very blessed to have our guest, Rob Holler, with us. And I just want to punctuate again if you're looking for professional excellence, knowledge, familiarity in the realm of real estate, plus a real heart, a real faith filled heart. That really attentive to you and gets the whole purpose of house and home. Please check out Rob Holer, Robholer.ikerealty.com, or email him at realtor at gmail.com. So blessed to have you Thank with you us so tonight, Thank Rob. You, God bless you, brother.
2: Prayer is not a desirable extra in the Christian life. It's commanded by God. He lived a life of prayer. He didn't just teach about prayer. He didn't just sing about prayer and agree with prayer and nod at prayer. But he prayed the Savior, the Son of God, God in the flesh. You're going to be used by God if you pray. You're going to be anointed if you pray. You're going to have wisdom if you pray.
1: One of the most powerful weapons in this world is parents and grandparents united in blessing their children and grandchildren. Please join us now in our daily parent blessing.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, let your holy anointing be upon each of our children, grandchildren, and godchildren this day. In your sacred name, we claim them for you.
1: We renounce all whispers, lies, and influences of the enemy. We pray right now that each know your loving presence be forged in virtue, and be flooded with an abundance of your Holy Spirit to live fully their identity and mission in you now and through all eternity.
0: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Join us in helping to spread this prayer throughout the world at massimpact.us forward slash prayer card.